Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Toss, toss, toss salad. Scrambled eggs. Toss, toss, toss salad. Scrambled eggs. Imagine our excitement when we heard Hollywood Tea Party conservative, climate change skeptic, and Vladimir Putin fan Kelsey Grammer was returning for a reboot of the popular 90s sitcom Frasier. A rare spark of red in a blue sea, as he was once described by conservative London newspaper City AM, Grammer portrays a character on his show completely at odds with his worldview. Frasier Crane is a neurotic, Harvard-educated, city-dwelling neoliberal constantly trying to jockey for his place in Seattle's circle of elites. In this show, we take a look at one episode of Frasier, season four's Ham Radio, and try to unpack exactly what Frasier is about and who this show is for. Join us for a special edition type show that will probably never happen again this week on the Bird Gang Productions podcast. Frasier has left. I have notes, so. I, I oh, also good. have notes. I have and, none. Uh, I just watched it, so I'm going to go with what I got. You didn't take any <laughs> yeah. notes. Didn't take nope. do any detail. Poor Michael, not going to be involved here. I don't think. Um, I'll let uh, I'll let you two with your notes lead that, and I'll uh, I'll chime in with. So what, what we're doing here is we're basically doing a, a speed run of the show Frasier. We've decided to watch one episode and uh, extrapolate a lot of big cultural ideas about the entire show from that one episode. And I'll that say, episode, it is yeah. uh, season four, episode 18, Ham Radio, released in 1997. And, and this say, was, uh, this was uh, uh, brought on because they are rebooting Frasier. And we, yeah, have, we had right. a discussion about Frasier. So, so after a while, you know, I didn't remember. I, I may have skipped this episode watching a, wow. a few times that's through. That's a shame. That's a real uh, shame. Because this episode this does one. do a good job of summarizing every character Fraser has and making them it pulls out the worst in them <laughs> yeah well it's, it's a, a it's of... a classic uh classic farce you know most episodes yeah. of Fraser are a farce everything goes mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. uh and it really it has very characteristic uh fast writing I think Fraser mm-hmm. is yeah. a show compared to other 90s sitcoms had really fast writing where the the jokes were were quick Fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the retorts and the stuff. It just it was it was quick a quick paced show. Right, right. Do we? Uh, where do you want to start off at? Either of you? We'll, we'll start say... off. We'll we'll set the scene. The first yeah, scene please. you open in the coffee shop, which is Cafe Nervosa. Um, Fraser, his brother, and his dad are talking about how Fraser has to bring back a radio play that was on the Seattle radio station that he works at back in whatever the thirties. So he's, he's rebooting a radio play much the way they're rebooting Frasier now. And he's got to find a cast to be all mm-hmm. of these people in this murder mystery and, play. And I'd say in the first act, uh, cause I've taken detailed notes here, but nothing was funny <laughs> in the first act no. of this. It was very slow buildup. Yeah. Um, and that's common. Laugh. One time. That's common. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's pretty common for Frasier. It always starts off almost, I think every episode is Cafe Nervoso. They start off there. Yeah. They get their coffee. Uh, they have some kind of little ploy between uh, Roz or, you know, whoever else is on, on there, who I don't think, I don't think they wrote Roz very funny ever in the show. I think uh, nope. it fits a lot of uh, stereotypes that just weren't funny in the first place. Well, that's they one tr- thing. If I know anything about Frasier, it's that they didn't know how to write for women. <laughs> Oh my god! The his women producer. in the show are written so dumb. Yeah, his producer did not. No, even a good. woman who who is a producer for a radio station, right, is written really dumb. Like, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but her 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 part in the farce her. later is really yeah. dumb too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. The way, yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. It is purely <laughs> terrible stuff. But I most really of Frasier. The first act of most Frasier episodes is all set up, though, mm-hmm. before oh, things I, start really going downhill. I yeah. understand. Yeah. There was a good moment. I didn't laugh at it uh, during the casting, where and you knew they were setting up for this. That Frasier wanted to have a lot of control over this. You know, he was saying, mm-hmm. "No, you know, I don't want to, you know, be too much." But yeah. when that they were looking for uh, like one of the characters was an inspector. And then this guy comes walking in who would be like the ideal yeah. inspector. I wanted to look that guy up. I'm sure he's like some actor that people would know. Yeah. He looked and, famous. And, he looked like one of those guys. And he walks in and he's like, I'd like to be the role of the inspector. And yeah, he's like a that, British guy. He's already been cast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's another typical Frasier thing. Frasier is, is sort of self-centered, narcissistic. He wants the whole time, of course, wants to take control he's going to be a diva he wants to be the center right. of attention well but he's playing it off like no no i'm i'm a modest guy what, what's interesting is this isn't the first time they try this 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 plot out in the show they do it several times uh the other time he has to write he's challenged with writing a jingle for his own show and he turns into an overly composed piece of horseshit well, that is overshadowed by uh his dad's jingle in the end what what uh what i was seeing uh, from this entire episode i haven't watched fraser in, in years but uh he's 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 playing sideshow bob like everything is <laughs> if, like you could write sideshow bob into the episode and it would fit perfectly with everything they're doing like his behaviors besides trying to kill somebody yeah besides acting, being a murderer himself yeah yeah it's exactly he's the same character like sideshow bob like you know he's taking he's he's totally over dramatizing everything he thinks he knows you know every yeah which is funny because the who shot mr burns is like uh the same trope as this murder mystery right yeah they were like oh we could do that same fraser episode in this uh in the simpson episode let's try so it you got so obviously he wants, he wants to start this, this it episode is this episode's past a lot of simpson stuff already though mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, looked, right. I looked this up to see when sideshow bob started oh good as a character and when you know, these Fraser and Sideshow Bob had a lot of appearances by now. And I, so I don't think it was. Well, a, yeah, this is 97. Point. So yeah. the Simpsons are what? Almost 10 seasons in. Yeah. Sideshow Bob started in 90. So yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So we have, uh, let's talk about the dad for a second. Cause the dad Martin is the voice of reason in most episodes. And he's, he's got that like cotton Hill, uh, leg condition, whatever's want, wrong with his leg. Yeah, he was shot in the leg. He was shot in the leg. Oh, that's right. Because he's a he's a former he's a cop. Uh, former he's a cop. former pig that got <laughs> injured in the line of duty. 
<laughs> and this plays into my theory that Frasier is a conservative TV show because the father is this like blue collar former cop, but he's the voice of reason. He's this like old stuck in his ways guy, but he's the guy that's always vindicated for how simple and, and traditional his ways are. Chauncey, can you answer this? So Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers. Yeah. And Cheers is in Boston. Now, how did all his family members end up in Seattle or was in or oh, in I Cheers? Was he from Seattle? He's Please, from, yeah, Se- from Seattle, went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. That's how yeah. he ended up in Boston with Cheers. Became yeah. the fiance yeah. of his patient. They broke off their engagement or got divorced or whatever. He moves back to Seattle to live with his dad and his brother. Yeah. So I think what how, we need that's to... how Frazier gets to Seattle. But he's he's you know, from yeah. Seattle ended up in Boston because he went to Harvard. Because it would make more sense to me if his dad was like a grizzled Boston cop. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, he's not not, though. Seattle. Yeah, he's from Seattle. (laughs) We should uh we should try to we should do a segment of this if this you know plays out well for us. We should um look at his uh Frazier's son should be an episode. Yeah I I wanted to pick an episode (laughs) with Frazier's son, but I picked this one because it seemed to have all the characters in it. Yeah, it has all the, good, the important characters. But Fraser's son is a great arc. That's yeah. that's a pretty good arc in the also, show. Also, that actor does not progress very well. It gets no. <laughs> poor, poor kid. <laughs> the, uh, so I think the Seattle thing, this is the 90s, and we're four seasons in, so it would have started 94, grunge mm-hmm. era. Seattle is relevant on a national national level. I think that's why they said it in Seattle. I don't think that it had anything to do with Frazier's backstory they just pick Seattle because you know yeah pop culture was coming out of Seattle at the time it was just like a hot place to to have something happen I don't agree with that interesting thing though from Seattle on cheers they put him that's why they put him there but that would have been towards the beginning of the 90s too correct when cheers finally was done 80s yeah well yeah but he I think he was on Cheers before then Yeah. yeah I think they, I mean, maybe they picked the Seattle character on Cheers to like, let's do a sitcom based in Seattle. Cause this was the time of the big city buddy sitcom, Friends, Seinfeld. So why not have one on the West Coast? I think that's yeah, probably I, what they were thinking. I don't know. I think they wanted the spinoff. And I think they chose Seattle for him on Cheers just because it would be like, oh, he's, he's snooty from, he's from the Pacific Northwest. Like it would add something different to the Cheers and cast. To, I haven't watched Cheers. To be fair, I mean, he's the only character from Cheers I could see getting a spinoff. I mean, and I'm surprised it even works. I mean, I, you know, I saw like two episodes of Cheers and it just, it it's bad. I don't I, know how I, much I they build it. him up in Cheers. Like, I don't know how much character development Barely. he goes through. Gotta watch Cheers now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's enough to even do what they did, but they did it. So they have Frazier assembles his cast. He has this one guy who's really talented doing all these voices. And immediately he becomes a diva. He overdirects them. This guy quits. He's shit out of luck. It's starting to go downhill. Well, hold on. Yeah, Jared, please. I know what you're about to bring up here about the, at the table. There's a good here the joke. Characters. Yep. There's a good go joke ahead. to start, start off the second act. And they, they go right into it with Mr. Wang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. The, First uh, thing on here, it says Mr. Wang joke. <laughs> Good joke to start it off with Mr. Wang. And then he goes right into a very racist impression yep. of who yeah. Mr. Wang would yeah. be. The Chinese guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I love because it, it kind of comes back because um, 
Roz with the crap in her mouth kind of sounds yeah. Chinese. Yeah. So just it's just there the whole time. Yeah. So the uh, so the guy and I forget that guy's name. It's the, Bulldog. The Bulldog. guy that looks like Bill Burr and acts yeah, like Bill, Bill Burr. Yeah. Right. Bulldog. But isn't Bill Burr? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mr. Wang. Good joke. That was probably the first time I laughed in the episode. I mean, it's yeah, a joke we would make. It's laugh. an obvious joke. Obvious joke. And, and then they went, you know, that that German character as well. I thought that was a good accent that they did, even though he was, you know, nitpicking. Oh, yeah, saying it sounded more Austrian. Uh, yeah. I don't want to gloss over the fact that the the gay guy from the studio, they give him the oh the English ahead, guy ahead, from yeah. Surrey. And I like that that this was back in a time when you could just make fun of a gay guy. So here's that a, was a that no, was a punch. So line. here's a here's the thing. I don't, and you know, this is comes later in the season. He is not gay at all. Yeah, but he they, is like a, that's the yeah. implication that they're like, right, oh, but he, of course like, he got discharged from the army or something. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he's a he's a straight guy. But that's that's the joke. Man. The 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 butt of the joke is his his sexuality, yeah. which is not yet decided right in the no show. well it's just not distinguished i mean they never they never see what you know how yeah i mean I, I would kind of assume many of the characters on the show are gay yep. <laughs> yeah i would never believe it if you told me kelsey Grammer was conservative but he is yeah and that <laughs> and that's what prompted us to do this because i wanted to pick an episode that proves that fraser much in the way of king of the hill is making fun of city dwelling neurotic neolibs mm-hmm. which is fraser's character he's playing that character but that's not him in real life kelsey Grammer is a conservative mm-hmm. and he's playing that self-centered sort of highly academic but doesn't know really how the real world works kind of guy mm-hmm. that in the 90s and today is still a trope of of your city dwelling neoliberal you know quote unquote progressive so he has this this read-through party at his apartment they're having a nice cheese plate an apartment which by the way i heard in another podcast uh could not possibly exist in seattle there's no apartment that would give you that view of the space needle he would have to be like in a high rise in the middle of the mountains i like that you looked this up i like i just remember hearing that the last time furniture came up on a podcast but yeah there's there's a dwarf in the play there's a chinese guy uh, they're worried about time. They don't want to take up too much time. He's trying to cut lines from people. Yep, setting things people. up here for the end. Any uh, any other thoughts about this second act where they're all before they actually get oh. the studio? The the role they give Daphne again as a woman uh, written role in the show in the scene where they're just uh, like patronizing her. Oh, do you think you could handle this this one thing? Oh, yeah, there were a lot of good little bits use a stop off of that. Watch. Yeah, the stopwatch. Yeah. Could you read uh, the scene her good transitions? Little, yeah, her little quips with the, uh, you know, like uh, uh, when whatever, what if something else happens, she announces it. Pretty good. Yeah. I think that's the only yeah. notable thing from that. But really, her character is very, is, is a piece of cardboard. It's, it's one Very one dimensional. Yeah, right. Yeah. And what is she, Irish? Uh, Scottish. Scottish? Why are there so. so many Scottish people in, in Seattle? Uh, it's like every every know. other person is British or Scottish. Because I mean, it has something to do. Fraser like and Niles sound British. Yeah. Oh, they're not though. They're not, not but they close. sound like they yeah. have that snooty New England accent, yeah. even though he's from. Which Seattle. I never, 
Yeah, the the blown up accent for them or that like, you know, that fortitude in the voice like, oh, you know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if that it, even... it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. for how their dad talks. No, yeah. Like, where's that come from? But Niles is a is an actor, right? Or at least a, a an amateur actor as they were in more movies this episode. Yeah. And then the um, I mean, Frazier is a radio host, so he has to have yeah. sort of a strong voice. Uh, so the uh, they go into the studio to start recording this, and immediately this is where things begin to go downhill. You got the uh, Roz goes to the dentist, sounds Chinese. Uh, the talented guy quit before. Already. Before yeah. um, mm-hmm. Bill Burr freezes up, can't talk. He has stage fright. Uh, he's got to have Niles do all the voices, which he he starts doing pretty well. Like mm-hmm. he he hits the mark and. Uh, is thinking on his toes. Um, he sucks in helium to do the voice of the dwarf, which I thought was yeah. pretty funny. I, well, I that, like, how, yeah, good. I sorry, I like the uh, a side note is a, a good. Uh, uh, very few I've ever seen interpretations of a foley artist on a on, a, <laughs> yeah. on any film. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. and he had equipment. good foley sounds artists. too. Good foley. They were all good. Had yeah. the Oregon tapes. Had the uh, he had an eight track uh, player doing the yeah. <laughs> doing the organ, yeah, that was good. That was pretty cool, and it's cool to see the inside of a '90s radio station. Mm-hmm. You got the person up in the booth with the that clicks the on air button. Yeah, and they're supposed to be. I mean, Frazier's supposed to be basically like working for an NPR affiliate type radio station, right? He he hosts like a an advice show as a psychiatrist. Um. I don't think they're NPR, like they're just like a. I think there's a normal radio station that plays like. I mean, Bulldog does the does the sports, and they have like a cooking channel. Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, it's just the normal public radio or a for profit radio station. But it seems like like to have I don't know maybe the '90s were different more more intelligent programming, like they're doing this radio play. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you wouldn't know. get that on, you know. Kiss 95 9 95 9 <laughs> yeah but on am you might get some of that yeah maybe yeah. they're an am Who knows? there's no way this is an am station i'm gonna say that this is not an am station oh wow this is call. i think an AM well do we need to find this out do it we looks know? just like a uh do wait what's the name of the radio station you should be able to tell uh, by the handle is it a uh, uh, kacl is that the one is that or, uh, yeah i think it is kacl but uh, you know i feel like they had a good yeah, that Foley thing was interesting there. Oh, uh, okay. So KACL, a fictional Seattle, Washington radio station, is set at 7:80 a.m. on the That's radio. Wow. Oh my God. So who? he's like a he's like a five seventy. The radio expert is here. I just you know. So yeah, I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, I obviously overstepped here. But like, who? What? Uh, was AM that popular in like 94, 97? I think it was at least on par with FM in terms of programming and, okay. and advertising budget. Because like when we were kids, 570 was huge. Oh man, we yeah. got to do WKBN a, and like there were show AM, about, AM radio yeah. stations that had music, that had local hosts doing shows. Yeah. That'd be a good episode for us to do. Have Jared lead that, do a, a radio history. History well, of AM, AM radio, radio in the Mahoning there, Valley. There is a show. 
there is a show that I would like to do about, and I mentioned it to Dave earlier this week about a particular radio show that we listen to on <laughs> FM. But uh, we could. I'm looking that. back in those tapes. I'm going to try to find it. Yeah, I would like to find some, but I think, uh, you know, once once they get in studio, I mean, I think once Roz comes in the studio, it, it, all hell just breaks loose at that yeah. point. Yeah, it all breaks down. You have Classic. Bill Burr's like bimbo girlfriend who has dyslexia, so you know she's going to fuck up the line somehow. Yeah. They lead you in real obviously with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they all, the uh, the British guy, he cuts out his speech and he becomes a diva. He keeps trying to uh, force his way in. And, yeah, and which back is... at home, Martin and uh, Daphne are listening uh-huh. on the radio and they get more and more confused. Yeah, the, the British guy, uh, Gil, um, pretty good part on his, on his end where he, uh, he gets shot three times as, <laughs> as his character, but then comes back as several characters at the door, <laughs> including an ice cream an ice man. Cream man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this part was pretty fun. I'll, I'll give it to them. They, this was a lot of good physical comedy in the studio. I think they mm-hmm. did a good job of moving around, looking frantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, one thing I wanted to see them uh, lean in on a little bit more in the episode is when uh, uh, Daphne and, and his dad are listening. And at some point, it's getting really frantic in the studio. And Frazier is just um, killing people. <laughs> in the play so he keeps hitting the balloon and at some point his dad is like this is like really good like this should be on like tv yeah stuff you want to see <laughs> and, and stuff yeah people should want to see this this isn't good for you know this isn't radio this should be on t- i think they should have maybe like i know you only have like 22 minutes in your episode or whatever but that could have been like another like at the end or whatever like oh this is actually like was popular like when it was on you know you know what i mean like a like this was actually acclaimed somehow in the Seattle community. Oh yeah, like the the radio show went over as a big hit. Right. Yeah. 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 But I think they went the other way, where by the end of the episode, like they're short eight minutes. So that's what yeah. the route they wanted to go. They were real worried about making time, cutting it down to thirty minutes. They have eight or nine minutes it left at the end because the the producers like making the sign like stretch it out, which is always a great thing to see if you're on stage and you're like, well, shit. But I, I, think, I think in the episode, it would have been more interesting if, okay, it's, it's done. You know, Niles is pissed. Fraser doesn't know what's going on. And then they just like come out and it's like, oh man, everybody loved this. Everybody's clapping. And then their yeah. egos just start to build. Like, it's just like, you know. Yeah, I think that would be very Fraser. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. sort that of twist Fraser. ending. The, you have the farce, it goes terribly. And then there's some mm-hmm. unintended consequence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I and I forgot about the uh, at the end of the episodes. There's always like a silent gag where the the scrambled egg toss salad song is playing, yeah. and and the foley artist is fucking around with somebody, and they pop a balloon and scares them. I, I forgot about that. The calf on each Fraser Fraser yeah, episode. Uh, yeah, that's called bumpers or something. I forget. I forget what the the tech yeah. is. Yeah, okay. It was a, it, they do have a name. It was a. I think uh, I watched the creator of uh, Community talk about these things where. Like NBC had a specific like way they wanted you to do those. Hmm. Yeah, because it's after it, it's the transition to the next show. So it's like the credits roll and there's one last like funny gag and then and then the show's over. Essentially like a non-canon thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In community, right? It's yeah, like it, a, it just exists. Doesn't yeah. necessarily have to do with the show. 
mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah. I mean, most Seinfeld did it with Jerry doing stand up. Those were their like end caps, the beginning oh, and yeah. end of the show. And then right. like the um, plenty of other sitcoms do it. But do a lot we, uh, of it, like another another show that we really should watch an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, you would get a uh, a bit of Ray Romano's stand up, but it would be acted out and it would have nothing to do with the rest of the episode, but it would just be kind of like a skit. Yeah, I would I, do that. Know, um, I, I don't know how often we want to do these because I think we have, you know, we have to figure out how we want to. Organize I think this podcast. is a good special edition episode yeah, every of the night, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Discussion-based I, uh, podcast. I, I really want to push according to Jim as one <laughs> of According to Jim. And I don't like the show, but it was on like nine seasons. Like, but do you know a fan of according to Jim? That's the other thing. And when I went on Hulu to watch this and I realized that Frasier lasted 11 seasons. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. but it makes sense. Like, a lot of these NBC shows, NBC could get ratings from most shows. So yeah. like you could stay on NBC. I don't know. I don't know where they were positioned in terms of Seinfeld. I mean, Seinfeld had night. nine seasons. Yeah, but I don't know where Frasier was in terms of. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it bumped around. Yeah, I don't know what time slot they had. Like, who who do they follow? Do they follow friends? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their schedule was like. That's a big deal, right? What show you follow? Because you can get, uh, you know, you can get a bump off of the show before. Well, uh, viewers, Frasier replaced Seinfeld's slot um, mm-hmm. when they when Seinfeld had its finale. So it was, I believe Frazier was before Seinfeld and then they bumped it up to the nine. Frazier okay. was at yeah. eight 30 or eight and they bumped it up to nine. Hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't know. NBC always has done really well. That's why I kind of like looking at, that's why I mentioned Becker and like, Becker. And like, and like <laughs> according know. to Jim, because like Becker. these aren't show like CBS and ABC really don't, their sitcoms don't aren't hits. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, they not like NBC. It. I mean, we you had Thirty Rock, right? It was on NBC. Yeah, but Thirty Rock didn't do good ratings. I've no. talked about this before. On but it's podcast. a show that people like now. Yeah, well, I, like I I talked about, I think, or I talked about with Chicken, like uh, Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec and Community. Obviously, like they didn't get good ratings, but they're popular. They're cult shows. Well, because yeah. the people that watch them don't watch network television; they watch. Right streaming services so they become what popular did, after their what run. did community uh air on initially nbc nbc yeah oh, i didn't know that after mm-hmm. after same night as parks and 30 rock and the office mm-hmm. so i mean those are not uh you know nbc seems to have the heavy hitters but i guess I, uh, I'm this is intrigued by according to jim I'm gonna be honest. We could watch according. I, I, I remember. I remember my parents watching according to Jim. What? They watched all this hor- this fucking, what? fucking horseshit network sitcoms. I, I NBC to, or ABC or CBS. I want us to break down like why, you know, just like why did this show, what, well, like what's what appealing? Does it do? That's yeah. what I'm. Yeah, and that's what I think we need to answer here. Like, why did Frasier exist? How did it last 264 episodes? Like, after watching this episode, did you think, one, was it a good episode? Well, I'll say after seeing a lot of Frasier three times, all of Frasier potentially three times, uh, (laughs) this is is one of the better episodes. Yeah, 
Yeah, there aren't a lot of other good ones. There's one where Frazier, uh, there's a whole scene where he's like trying to date this this uh, this girl, but she's like a like a live child like star actress like for a book thing, and like mm-hmm. they're in a bed, and the bed gets raised onto a live stage, and he's like in the bed. You know, and he, you know, tried to, you know, they were having sex or whatever in the bed and it gets raised up and he's trying to, you know, frantically get out of the situation and he dresses up as a baby. Okay, good episode. <laughs> but there aren't a lot of really highlight moments that make the show stand out. I, I don't think it's a, yeah, it's a good episode. I, 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 I laughed through portions of it. So I think that mm-hmm. pretty much if it's a comedy and you laugh at it, you're, it's a good episode, but I don't know. It just doesn't. It just doesn't strike me for what era it was in. Like, hey, shit, it's Thursday. We gotta watch Frasier. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I gotta watch this today. <laughs> it seems like the thing that you would put on before Seinfeld came on, which makes sense mm-hmm. that it immediately preceded but, Seinfeld. Kind of like mm-hmm. King of the Hill leading into The Simpsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, King of the Hills is totally different. The, the thing about course. Seinfeld, though, and like you know, The Simpsons, all the you know, voice like voice acting aside, like with like Seinfeld it never feels overacted like the show feels very fluid every actor knows who they are very yes. confidently Frasier is so overacted by every character on the show well that's and- the thing and the distinction I wanted to make all these guys are stage actors Broadway mm-hmm. or otherwise and came to television through plays Broadway and stuff mm-hmm which used to be a very common pipeline before comedians were given a pilot, like yeah. Seinfeld and stuff like that. You would have, television was more like stage play actors and movie actors were a totally different thing. Well, I, I wonder if uh, part of it, to Chicken's point, is that you're, ta- you're spinning off another show. So you've developed, you know, maybe you've overdeveloped the Frasier character like he's he's supposed to be super dramatic on I don't know so again if I watch Cheers I could answer this but like mm-hmm. you know if you spin it off and then you have given people an idea of what that character is then you have to like get there every episode now if you yeah. give them a full show yeah and I think that and it goes back to like the fast paced writing style like who was this show for who was watching Frasier in the nineties was it I think my middle- parents watched it. Yeah, and that's what I think. I think it's for middle America. I don't think it's for people from Seattle or the East Coast. I think it's no. for people yeah. from Ohio that wanted to laugh at a goofy, neurotic, you know, coastal High elite. Class. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I because in the way that like Seinfeld makes fun of New York, it's not making fun of the people in New York as much as it's making fun of the situations. Right. This is making fun of people. And mm-hmm. I mean, Seinfeld does that to an extent, but it's more the situation yeah. they're in. This, every joke comes from the fact that, that Frazier's like narcissistic, self-centered, right. power hungry. Yeah. We know and the I characters. Think that that's and we're the difference between that. this and other buddy sitcoms like Friends and Seinfeld, where the characters are, you know, more or less likable and they, they, encounter ridiculous situations i wonder if they wanted to make it much different than those other shows to kind of like like it's we're just gonna every show is gonna have a different feel because friends and seinfeld don't feel the same either no well the characters in seinfeld are are morally reprehensible they're terrible people 
Yeah. yeah. And friends, you're supposed to feel bad for them, even though every character from Friends sucks. Every one of them. Ross it's not sucks. a reasonable show. We will yeah. never watch an episode of Friends. No. no. Friends sucks. No, you won't see that here. No, you won't. You know, this podcast, you're, you're going to get... You're gonna get some some shows that I'm gonna pull out of my ass here, and then Dave's gonna pull out of his ass and chicken. Yeah, well, I'm definitely gonna make us watch Everybody Loves Raymond. Things on that's fine. I think a good uh, counter to a lot of these Son of Zorn. Son of Zorn. Ooh. Listen, listen. Son of Zorn is underrated, but that's not what the point (laughs) of this podcast is. I could we could talk about that later. Son of Zorn. Chicken, you had a Uh, point there. Cut you off. Oh, I want to. Uh, so, I think a good like counter position to this is we should watch a really a, a true contemporary sitcom. Okay, and I saw one the other day. That's not, you know, I think a lot of shows have left this uh, pure sitcom environment and, tr- and have adapted right over the years mm. um, from where Frasier was. We should watch the first episode of Keenan. Okay, because I oh, watched. Yeah, it. I, I, I am watched interested it. to see what they do with Keenan. So I don't personally, from what I can, you know, I'll, I'll glean over you here. And it's, it's, it's not, I don't think it's funny, but it's interesting in this pure sitcom format to, they don't have the laugh track or the, the audience, but it's meant to be the same format as a sitcom, like yeah. a, a pure one. So like, how do we feel about that, uh, that transition to no laugh track? Because community doesn't have a laugh track, but it doesn't need it, right? It's no. funny enough. I think they dropped like there was a certain oh, generation of yeah. of shows that dropped but, the laugh track like it's it's pandering you know you don't need it the office but even but Parks even the Rec. office the office did that more purposefully because the humor was so dry that it was supposed to make you feel the humor I um, I think yeah I think when it gets to community parks office you mean those shows where to chicken's point like you have to think about you know, like it's not an obvious punchline. Like you're actually yeah. thinking about what it is. So you might watch mm-hmm. an episode of The Office, and I might find something funny because I get that reference or I get that situation, and then Dave doesn't. But then there's another. You know, so I guess because and the I think the obvious. the silence in between punchlines in The Office is meant to increase the awkwardness of, right. that you're usually laughing at. Because yeah. Fraser last night. Uh, watching it you know we were supposed to laugh at mr wang right there was no <laughs> yeah that, no that, question if yeah. we didn't laugh at that that they failed that line like that's yeah. like line by line it's like we need to laugh here we need to laugh here we can do some dialogue here okay we need to mm-hmm. you know that's what how i feel like it's written um, yeah but yeah but yeah looking at that uh but it's still like the office and i think those are adaptations from the laugh track versus like becoming a sitcom that is avoiding it in the contemporary space, like that's still trying to do the same thing, but without that audience. I it think... still follows that gags per minute formula. Yeah, right. Yeah, which it's is, just, I, it... I mean, that's a classic sitcom, which I think came out of your, you know, your 50s and 60s I just, shows. I just don't think it's very funny. And I think you'll understand when we watch this. Yeah. I think this is the next uh, one of what, them. Kenan? Yeah, it's just not, it's Have not you very seen funny. It? I've seen part of the first episode. I stopped oh. because I yeah. And it's significantly different than a sitcom. No, no, it's that's what I'm saying. It's it's more pure it form is. sitcom oh. than like The Office. It's yeah. Interesting. So there, it's a return to the classic mm-hmm. sitcom formula. Yeah. With Keenan, almost entirely with Keenan and the setup around Keenan and his and a laugh family. track. 
No laugh track. Oh, okay. They, That's they what makes that. it weird. You know, because I was flipping through the channels last night. They're, they, you know, like Chris Rock had a show that was like that on Fox. Mm. Yeah, everybody night. hates Chris, which was yeah. actually very funny. Yeah, mm. you know, so it's like, I don't know. They, I feel like they, maybe they do those types of shows with certain comedians because they think, okay, it's cheap to produce and we can do it. And yeah, don't, they don't have to pay the people to come in and do the laughing. Yeah, well, it's well, been we a while since well also keenan was produced during covid which they probably unless they had canned laughter they oh, couldn't yeah. get a live studio audience right yeah right. i don't think i don't think that's a thing they care about anymore they yeah. could probably yeah. save space by not having to do that oh i have to cut the and, budget down completely yeah yeah so i mean but i think that like keenan that's an example of a comedian getting a pilot for a sitcom where i i can't think of any other recent all of the other sitcoms are like spinoffs young sheldon yeah. mm -hmm. bullshit yeah. like that i think yeah. i really think keenan was like hey you, we basically kind of haven't really cared much about you on snl like they, he's not he didn't become yeah. a star off of yeah, SNL. he's been there for 25 years or some and, shit and they he really haven't good roles yeah, unlike and, and unlike other people like you know tina fey gets a show they let her produce something mm -hmm. they really yeah. haven't given keenan anything so it's like here and keenan is one of the most likable people on snl Right. Yeah. Which I, you think they would have given a show before because people uh, like, I mean, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and stuff, they're great. They're yeah. likable, but, but he's, I feel like they, less likable people have been given a pilot. Most, most yeah. of their colored cast members aren't going to get, you know what I mean? Like nobody of color gets a role. Out yeah. Of, like Maya Rudolph is big. Yeah. They make her play Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she but was Andy also. Amber, most of the SNL people, they do movies though. Like yeah. they'll do comedy I, I, movies. I mean, Tracy Morgan, but he wasn't, he was on 30 Rock, but he wasn't, you mm -hmm. know, he was, he, he had to play a, a total dumbass on 30 Rock. You know well, he mean? was playing yeah. like a, a exaggerated version of himself. Yeah. But it just, mm -hmm. you know, I don't seem, it doesn't seem like they get the same type of push. lazy writing. Yeah. They get yeah. lazy writing and kind of here, you'll fit this. And it's, I mean, it's just to have a black person on hand in case they need to portray a black person. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this, we have one. We need somebody who kind of looks like Kamala Harris. So we'll have Maya Rudolph do it. Just, it's right. fine. It's yeah, yeah, I think she, I mean, she does a good Kamala Harris, but that's, what do you want to just like impersonate a politician on SNL? And this is yeah, like, uh, give her a real character. why Mad TV was better. And, uh, Mad TV. Wow. We Mad should watch TV was I, really yeah. great. We should watch, watch every Mad episode of Mad TV. Where can you watch that? I have no idea. Uh, I, well, it's owned by Viacom, so probably somewhere on Comedy Central, I think. Uh, yeah. I have access to Comedy Central stuff if it's there. It could be on Paramount Plus, which I wouldn't be. buy. Yeah. No, I wouldn't uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I would watch Mad TV though. That was one of the funniest sketch comedy shows ever made. None yeah. of their I would I I like Mad TV and uh, In Living Color better than pretty much most mm. SNL mm -hmm. that, that I've watched. Yeah, so. no Mad TV, Chappelle Show, In Living Color. What was In Living Color on? Uh, I don't know what it was on. It was on in the '90s though, so it had like the Wayne's Brothers. It only had like four seasons, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim Jim Carrey, I think, debuted on there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, but Jim Carrey, who, who does a bullshit Joe Biden impression. I think his Joe yeah. Biden is terrible on SNL. I didn't think it was funny at all. He was better in the Sonic movie than his Joe Biden <laughs> as Dr. Robotnik. 
Yeah, he's not great. I, I don't know. I feel like the I feel bad for the Mad TV people. I'm like, I'm glad that uh, uh, Key and Peel had some success, but they're basically the only people. Yeah, on Mad TV. Yeah, almost. Yeah, exclusively. Yeah. So okay. we had um, you said you had a steaming hot take about this episode, Jared. Well, oh my my hot take was that I felt like it was just sideshow Bob he was playing and not. Oh really yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah, makes I, sense. I, I don't know if people would like that. I don't know if they'd like to hear it. I'm disappointed we don't have Michael's perspective on it. It's really just every episode, though. He's sideshow Bob. Once you have that connection, it's hard to yeah. dis, dis, uh, distance them. And I was having a hard time distancing Niles from his, uh, sideshow Bob's brother, Cecil. Because I just kept thinking of Cecil, you know, because they, they played <laughs> I forgot off about Adam Cecil. Wilson. You know, it was such a great thing on The Simpsons that they did. And I'm like, oh, this is just not that I'd rather watch. I might, I'd rather watch Sideshow Bob. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. The same dramatics, the same sort of narcissism and entitlement. Yeah. There's no murder. Yeah. That's all we missed. Out. Yeah. Cecil. <laughs> yeah. Cecil. Well, that's it. Uh, thanks for listening to Bird Gang. Tune in again. Special episode. Eventually for another special episode featuring According to Jim. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to the Bird Gang Productions podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you get your spoken word entertainment. Our Twitch channel, home of the Video Game Olympics, is at Bird Gang Podcast, and our video content can be found at our YouTube channel, Bird Gang Productions Podcast. Our intro song and the music you hear in our episodes is written and recorded by Shadow Plea. You can support the show by sending literally any amount of money via Venmo to David-T-A-M-U-L-O-N-I-S, and we will read what you write in the Venmo message on the podcast. Until next time, go to hell.